this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey, welcome everybody. Ears up in depth. Coming at you. Coming at you live on YouTube. And then, you know, more importantly, uh, later on, you know, in, in, in podcast form for for the majority of people. Jeremy, are you with me as always, I would like to say? I'm with you as always. All it's right. great to be here. Thanks, man. It's great to be here with you as well. I love your new animated background. I can't. Who you can't get enough of it? I would imagine, <laughs> just like me. What is it? It's uh, it's it's your logo, and then some family photos, or what's happening back? There? <laughs> it's my it's my 1987 trip to Mount Rushmore, <laughs> Chat world's giant ball of twine. I love that. I love twine. Yeah, it's it's a few pictures. It's a few videos of the the final illuminations, reflections of Earth. You know. So is this something cool. that you just have? playing normally this is what i imagine like you wake up to this like it's going 24 <laughs> 7 no i made it specifically for this not this tonight mm-hmm. but when we first started doing all this because of covid and we were doing more of the actually i wanted to do it for the tiki room the quarantine tiki room oh yeah and i had it i had made it and put it on my tell like a television and i was like i know for the quarantine room i'll put a tv behind me and have this going yeah, you know, that's a good idea. But it, the the quality camera I have and the way the whatever the frequency of the TV is, it just blew out and it just looked white when wow. I tried it on the camera. So it didn't work. But I've invested in this projector to project things on my model castle. <laughs> and it turns out it has this other use, which is oh. it doesn't blow out the camera when I project it onto my shades. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what we call in the business a two for one. It, yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. So my that. shades are acting as the green screen tonight. Well, I love that that's the investment that you're making into this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, all for it's all for ears up. It's everything yeah. I do. <laughs> that's right. Well, and everything we do is for Concy Ears. You go to concyears.com. We're going to be talking uh, about park openings and, you know, closings unfortunately, but Concy Ears is your gateway to the parks right now. They will tell you exactly how to get over to Walt Disney World, what parks are open, what parks aren't, how to handle the no fast pass sort of thing, uh booking any reservations you have, any sort of things like that. Uh, concyears.com. They've been supporting us through this uh shutdown. I don't even know if it's a lockdown anymore. Uh, but they're they're here for us and they're here for you and uh, you know they're friends of the show so please support them they're a small family run business and they get no extra money for the services that they provide you um, so use them use them as your personal concierge or or a butler I guess I don't know I mean they're not going to like deliver water to you but to tell you how to get free water I don't know um, anyway check it out concierge. Dot com. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Very well, and much. also things things are changing on the ground so fast. I mean, Disney's updating. Today I got an email from Disney that said, oh, we're going to give you more. You know, like right until today, you had three slots, right? Like they were, okay. they were limiting how many people could go into the park. I think they're not getting that many because they released more to annual pass holders today. That email came out at like 5 p.m. today. I'm like, what? Oh, mm. there's more? So you mean people aren't claiming the spots that were... Released. That's what I believe. I would uh, honestly like I was surprised reading some of the uh you know social media commentary about the parks opening. I was surprised at how many people were not going who were yeah, vocal not, about yeah. not going. Yeah. I, and I don't blame them. I think that they are in fact the smart people. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I'll talk a little bit about that in my first story, but what is a Disney World trip right now? Is it the same thing that you remember going with Nana and, and you know, Yaya and Papu and, you know, Pop Pop? No, it's not. 
No, it's probably not. Um, but different doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yes, it does. <laughs> I know. And we're different. You're bad. Yeah, that's right. Wait. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, do you want to start, Jeremy, or or should I start ranting already? Why don't you? Well, why don't you get get your rant out of the way? Let's go. Well, both of my stories are rants, so oh, God. why don't you? I don't start? have a rant tonight. I'll okay, start. You start. You'll be the breath of fresh air. You'll be the the tiny pocket sized banaka for this show. Remember banaka? <laughs> Remember it? Yeah, I use it every day. Banaka. <laughs> All right, go ahead, please, Jeremy. Well, I wanted to update you because we've talked before about how the NBA has you has taken Walt Disney World by storm, and that's where they're going to be playing the rest of their 2019-2020 season. That's right. So I just wanted a little update on how the NBA is settling in at Walt Disney World because they're all there now. So as you know, the NBA has taken up residence in the so-called bubble. Oh. Of Walt Disney World, that's what they're calling it. They will officially restart their 2019-2020 season coming up soon on July 30th. But players from the 22 participating teams are already ready settling into their surroundings at the Florida Resort, some better than others. <laughs> okay. Okay, there's been some ups and some downs. I can down only there. imagine. They've already been practicing on makeshift basketball courts set up in converted ballrooms around the resort and at Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports. <laughs> uh, the players are being housed in three resorts, the brand new Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs, Disney's Crown Jewel Resort, the Grand Floridian, mm-hmm. and Disney's Yacht Club, which is over in the Epcot Resort area. I love it. Uh, Dallas Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle said, Quote, we're going to have a great attitude about it because we realize this is probably a once in a lifetime type thing, which I hope it is. This will go down in history as one of the really unique events in sports history. So our guys have a great attitude about it. The quarantine was fine. Accommodations are terrific. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is there any word, Jeremy, if they're going to be piping in? game audio from other games to like the the tv feeds when they finish the story or when they finish the season do you know what i'm saying finish the season or whenever whenever they're playing their games right so yeah the reason i bring it up is the english premier league um over in in england obviously whenever you watch the feed on like nbc sports or whatever if you're watching it on cable they actually have they've taken crowd noise and isolated it from other games, and then they they sort of mix it into the 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 sound of the of the lads playing ball. But you can also okay. go on uh, you can go online on the NBC Sports website and hear the game with no audio. It's just the guys yelling and screaming at each other on the pitch. So uh, I I don't oh. know if it, and that's the only live sport I've seen so far. So I don't know if I'm just wondering if basketball is going to, you know, do some of that too. And I don't know which I like better at first. It was a little unnerving because you, you're, you know, soccer is, is as much about the pomp and, and, and the fan sort of interaction as it is about the game. Well, 60, 40, but, um, it, it's weird, like hearing just generic sort of crowd noise rather than specific team chants, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that's, that's less so for, for, for basketball, obviously, but, I don't know. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, well, the answer is I don't. I would imagine here. Okay, so here I'm now. I'm just going to go and speculate because speculate radio. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That shouldn't have been as funny as it. The most unsure radio on earth. <laughs> uh, when Disney ho- shows like the Christmas parade, like when they broadcast the Christmas Day parade or you know anything like that. It's so fake. You can tell that there's fake crowd <laughs> roaring in because like you first of all, no one roars at like every single thing in a parade, like just like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, whistling. it. But that's what they would have you believe. But then like you get a glimpse of the crowd standing on the side of Main Street USA and they're all just like, well, and, and- you know, like, there's no crowd. <laughs> Taryn and I have been there when they're when they're you know shooting some of that stuff just happened to be in in November so it's hot it's 85 degrees and people have sweaters on and stuff you know because they got it and people are like into it but it's always fake noise so I just googled um, a little bit about you know what we were talking about and there's a few articles about uh, the NBA talking uh, around using fake crowd noise from NBA 2k video games. (laughs) 
Oh, it's going to be from a video game. <laughs> but, which sort of makes sense. It's already foleyed. It's already recorded. And it is generic people going, ah, good job, you know, or whatever, and people cheering and stuff. So, But I want to hear, but that's, I guess that's lo- soccer. Yeah. That's <laughs> soccer. I don't know. Oh, well. Fake crowd noise. I'm, the jury's still out. Anyway, I apologize. Go ahead. I think I'll, I'll take it. I don't know. Whatever. They're going to do it. So let it, whatever. Just get on board. It's, we have no choice. It is cool, though, like watching it without the crowd noise, uh, uh, for soccer at least, because you get to hear the, the level of communication between the players. Well, that's like when you watch the NFL and sometimes they give you the the mic that's in their helmets and it's like, wow, or like just yeah. the mic on the field. So actually they would be smart to rather than emulate, try to rather than try to fake out what we're used to, why not take advantage of a situation and show us the difference? Show us what that is like the cool thing. Like we know we never get that. This is, again, once in a lifetime. Give us the weird audio. That's right. Give it to me weird. Time is already weird. Let's just let's get weird audio. Right. Which I feel like is I think this it'd show. be a nice novelty. I love yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. The NBA provided welcome kits in each of the players' rooms that included Amazon Fire Stick TV devices so the players would have more options in the usual resort TV system. But as for what the players brought with them, Javel McGee, Lakers center. Uh, I'll just read how I think he sounds. <laughs> uh, yes, I packed like I'm moving into a new apartment or something. I brought my bike. I brought my gaming setup. What else did I bring? I mean, I brought a lot of stuff that I wouldn't bring if I wasn't just a regular road trip, obviously. I had like 10 bags. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's how That's he sounds. That's McGee. Um, I have a couple other quotes because we want to hear what the players really think. Paul Millsap, a forward for the Nuggets, says, quote, I brought everything I could possibly bring. I'm not sure how this is going to unfold. So I kind of prepared myself for whatever. I brought Xbox. I brought books. Besides a bed, I brought everything, man. (laughs) Do you want to hear how JaVale McGee actually sounds? Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up and down. Here he is. Um, Coming to the Warriors was definitely a blessing. I came on a non-guarantee. Uh... So you were close. I got it very got it close. Very I'm close. like the Jimmy Fallon of Disney News. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> my, my <laughs> <laughs> um, Myers Leonard, a Heat Center, said, I've heard that the player lounges are nice. I saw some stuff on social media where guys were playing bags. Let me just tell you something. I come in the sticks. Number one. Number two. I went to the Illinois University of Illinois. I am nice at bags. So anybody can meet me there. I'm nice at bags? What the hell does any of that mean? Oh, when oh, so okay, let me translate. I think what he's saying is whenever I'm waiting for my bags off the airplane or something like that and if you come up to me and you're a fan, I'm nice to you. Oh, so, he's nice at baggage claim? Yeah, baggage claim. You- yeah, so don't be afraid to come up and say hi. But if you meet me when I'm trying to get a frappuccino or any sort of yep. egg McMuffin or anything like that, never, and I repeat, ever approach me during these two critical times in my day. <laughs> it's subtext. I don't know. I thought that maybe bags was like cornhole. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and nice is good. Like, I'm nice at bags, which is, means I'm good at cornhole. Yeah, that's what I thought maybe that meant. And know, he goes, but what is – he goes uh, – he literally goes, I come from the sticks, number one. Number two, I went to the University of Illinois. But like what does the sticks number one, number two mean? Uh, the sticks is like the you know way out in, in the wilderness, right? I get – yes. I'm also from the sticks, mm-hmm. but I'm not from the sticks number one, number two. I don't know what that means. Does that mean he pees and then poops when he's in the sticks? Uh, well, number I mean, one, number two. I'm from the sticks. Number one, comma number two. Oh, the second oh point I'm trying to make is you got it. I read this 16 times, and I'm like, what is he trying to say? <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of really garbage music. At least I did when you know growing up. So like I'm used to deciphering screams and grunts in music. Um, so I think I have a, 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 a noggin for for translating gibberish. Well, this makes sense because um, it's like those memes, you know, where they say like punctuation matters. 
This guy says, I come from the sticks, number one. Number two, I went to the University of Illinois. I am nice at bags. So, so anybody I, can meet me there. So I, so does, maybe I, he really is nice at bags. Well, I think I think what you're saying is right because someone in the chat, uh, Disney Song Blog, says bags is another name for cornhole. So you were correct, oh. Jeremy. So maybe and, and maybe he played bags. I've never heard it called bags. This is me. This is a 42-year-old adult man going, bags must mean baggage claim. I'm like half a fucking boomer. I should, probably might delete that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh-oh. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know what I'm saying. Like my internet slang is weird now. I don't know. I'm nice at bags. Yeah. I mean, that's the only game I could think of that involves a bag would be cornhole. But I don't really like cornhole, to be honest Well, also you. getting married, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the bag. Slang for your oh, wife. Okay. I got one more quote from Joe Inglace, a guard for the Jazz. The first 48 hours sucked. I don't know if you have ever been locked in a room with no window before. I can't open my window. I don't think anyone can. (laughs) When you're in a room for a couple of months, it's going to get a bit stanky at times, I think. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And, you know, they do it so, like, little kids don't fall out or people don't jump out of it. But I feel like they can trust the NBA players. Uh, you know, maybe they can just unscrew that locking screw and they can open the window. Yeah, well, I don't know. If it gets too stanky, they might be leaping out of that thing. <laughs> um, some players aren't quite as jovial about the whole thing. Lakers player Raja, I don't, okay, I don't know if I'm saying this one right. Uh, Rajan Rondo, Rajan. Uh, okay. He took he took some heat. He's a Lakers player, um, and I only know that because well, it says it in the article, but also Terrence weighed in. Uh, of course, he because Terrence is a Lakers fan. Uh, he took some heat in the New York Post and other media outlets when he sent out a pic on social media of his room at the Grandestino Tower. He tagged the NBA, comparing his room to a Motel Six with a middle finger icon on it. <laughs> Um, so he's not loving it, no. but uh, not for nothing. Motel six didn't skip a beat because they weighed in and replied, we'll always leave the light on for him, <laughs> which is literally <laughs> the joke I was going to make. So you have to make, you have to yeah, hit that yeah. brand baby all the Motel time. Motel six didn't miss it. Uh, so Rajan, not too happy with his new surroundings. As far as I can tell, he has since deleted the post, but it was too late. Rondo has made in excess of $100 million in his 14-year career. It didn't sit well with some fans, many of whom have been out of work since COVID-19 broke out and don't have hundreds of millions of dollars to fall back on, and many of whom would have to save for some time to treat their family to the accommodations that Rondo is turning his nose up at. Twitter <laughs> erupted in commentary. Of course they did. After his complaining. Yes, they did. My Myself included. <laughs> Here's one Twitter user. Millionaires crying like babies over a perfectly fine hotel room. LMAO! Ho! <laughs> um, here's another guy. Yo, at Rajan Rondo. This room is nicer than your jump shot. What are you complaining about? Uh, another Twitter user w- weighed in saying, imagine getting bit paid very well to play a sport while many people are still out of work and then complaining about a, a free hotel room. Um, one guy who appears to be a member of the armed forces tweeted a picture of a trailer surrounded by sandbags saying, we were so happy in Iraq to get these trailer houses we called Choose. Rondo, just remember, some people's jobs don't come with the same level of housing, which I think was a sick burn. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I think it's good. Um, And this is what bothers me. Okay. If I ever was on a work trip and I complained on social media about the quality of hotel that I was in, tagged my company and put a middle finger... I would no longer be employed. <laughs> I know that yeah. because it's that like that's a violation of first of all the com- at most companies social media policy. But this guy gets away with it. Why is that? I don't know. I don't think it's right. Mm. Um, he's also not that good allegedly. So <laughs> <laughs> Terrence is he good? It, apparently it's Ray, it's Rashawn. Rashawn. Okay. Yeah. I don't know it's how. Not spelled that way. It's not spelled that way because it's uh, it's R A J O N. Right. I'm not Jeremy. I mean, you might be. (laughs) Uh, But I don't want to leave you on a sour note from Rashan. 
there is another player who seems to be living his absolute best life in Disney World. Okay. Robin Lopez or Rolo of the Milwaukee Bucks. His Twitter looks like it could be mine. <laughs> is he playing the recorder? Because I'll, I'll <laughs> just lose it. Oh, he's got a little bit to go there. Okay. He was on a Disney Cruise Line bus being transported around the resort when a tweet when um, he tweeted a photo of the bus and said, if I don't end up at Castaway Key, why am I even on this bus? <laughs> I see. I've, I've seen that photo floating around because I'm, I'm, I've now commandeered the uh, Ears Up Twitter account from Maddie. And yeah, I saw I've that. that. Yeah, I know. And thanks. And, and, it's been um, a lot of fun. It's been great. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> what is this photo even? Like, I'm missing something. It's jumping into the middle of a conversation. Um, I think this guy's great. He's, uh, he was on, uh, he's, uh, he was got photos of himself playing in the hotel's arcade, having a great time. Oh, he yeah. even posted a picture of himself on the bed in the hotel, watching the resort TV loop that features <laughs> our famous and beloved Stacy J. Oswad and asked why he even needed the NBA provided fire stick. He's watching resort TV and he's <laughs> loving it. And then he posted a picture of Spaceship Earth saying, I'm waiting for updates on what's happening over at Epcot. I mean, I am now a huge Rolo fan. Milwaukee Bucks all the way. Let's and I'm getting reach a out, Rolo jersey. Reach out to him for an interview. See if he'll come on the show. I would love to talk what to him about what's happening. What, how the resort is. How he's being treated. How he's liking it? I mean, yeah, I hope, I, that would be wonderful. Clearly, he's, I, clearly he's a fan. Clearly, he's a Disney World fan. He's got to be a Disney World fan. I mean, he's even posting. He's posting a picture of food. He's like, "Oh, Ponchitos has the best assortment." I'm like, because like, he's at. Uh, I guess he's at Grandesino Tower. So I want everybody to follow at Rolopez42 on Twitter. You got to follow this guy. He's great. He's a <laughs> Disney fan, and he's in the NBA. And he he describes himself. This in his Twitter profile, yeah. he's the screech powers of the NBA. <laughs> uh, so it's again. not all bad down there. Don't let um, Rajan, Rashan, Rashan, leave you with a bad taste in your mouth because Rolo's having a blast. There you go, guys. There That's you go. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of people having a blast over there on the coast, it's official too. Parts of Disney World opened just a few days ago, with others set to open later this week. Don't worry, this won't be another one of those rants where I yell and scream and wonder aloud how anyone can be so dumb as to go to a theme park, given that this country is a hot spot for COVID. I've already done that multiple times, and I like Jeremy too much to submit him to that again. Instead, this story is about how things are going in the open portions of both Disney World and Disneyland and what the parks are doing about anything, if anything. Visitors to either coast's park are met with temperature checks even before they pass through security, despite the growing concern that external checks are not accurate, not proof of anything, and are reliant more on the user than the other traditional methods. Disney thinks this is some kind of deterrent. In downtown Disney, where our intrepid reporter and host of the Supreme Resort, Jimmy, visited for the grand opening of downtown Disney, guests were moved from the temperature checkpoint through security, where a cast member stood behind plexiglass, wearing both a face mask and a face shield. And this this was the only cast member that would... And, and gloves, right? So everything was covered, but they were also standing behind the plexiglass. So clearly, in my opinion... That cast member seemed more concerned about catching COVID than just anybody else or even sort of Disney is, is letting on, right? Like the, the plexiglass and the mask to me are, are fine. I don't know why you need the face shield, but maybe, it's, maybe this person was uh, extra paranoid. I don't know. Well, I think if you are a person who's interfacing with people all day long, like you're the common denominator. Yeah, but, but right. So like, if if Joe comes up to you and then you know, so I think that's great that this person is oh, they're true. they're they're putting a stop to it. Like everybody's coming to me. They're mm-hmm. not going to if anybody breathes or coughs and he's not going to re they're not going to reinfect themselves and then pass it on. I like. But I if that's a concern enough to have the the face shield even behind the plexi, why doesn't everybody have the face shield? Maybe the face shields well, are there are different levels of paranoia going on. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Plexi I don't know. A little 
excessive. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort of the point, I guess. Um, yes, there were social distancing markers in downtown Disney for lines, but the pathways in between the shops in downtown, as well as in the common areas of Disney World, from the photos that I've seen, the distancing guidelines are thrown out the window. And I understand people need to get from one place to another, but that flies directly in the face of the mandated social distancing guidelines and for the things that Disney has been saying that they were going to implement social distancing. So when, when, when they say you know social distancing, they have the markers, you can't stand within six feet of each other in lines or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're enforcing in the common areas. And to me, that's the big thing. So uh, Jimmy and Dan and Eric and I, we all jumped on a, a, a call, a conference call, so Jimmy could go and get infected with COVID. I mean, Jimmy could go to downtown Disney and just kind of see how everything was going. And this is the same thing I observed, too, where the lines were fine. Most people were, were, were standing six feet apart or more. In some sections of lines that got too long and then there were no markers, like at the, oddly enough, the pin trading booth outside of the... Um, outside of the uh, uh, monorail station next to the Rainforest Cafe. They mm-hmm. had some markers, but I, 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 even Disney people didn't think people would wait in line for the pin trading booths, but they, <laughs> were, they extended beyond the markers, right? So wow. there were people waiting. It looked like eight or ten feet in between each other. So that was really good. I okay. enjoyed seeing that. That was fine. But as Jimmy's walking through downtown Disney, he's getting brushed against. Like people are brushing up against him. And he's like going six feet, like leave, you know, he's like, he had to get out of everybody's way because it looked just like a normal day at downtown Disney. Okay, but like were they all, were people who were brushing against him wearing masks? Yes, everybody's wearing masks, but. Okay, but that's what happens at the supermarket. I hate to tell you. I don't go to the supermarket. Well, a lot of people do, and they a lot shouldn't. of people who have to eat, and people like I me. Have to eat who too. Live in New York, I live in New York City. I've been to the supermarket. How many times have I been? I don't know. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, you brush up against people. You're not going to get it. It's fine. Masks are not 100. percent And nothing I, in life is 100. percent I can I cross the road. I'm probably I could get hit by a car. It's not 100. percent But but if you cross the road, you're not going to get COVID. And if you stay home and don't go to Disney World or don't go to downtown Disney, your chances of getting COVID are much, much less. And that's that's what everything I'm, in I this life comes like this. with risk. I understand that. I know. But so you most, go, but most you things, in, no, but most things in life, you can mitigate that risk. So how important is it for you to wait in a four hour line to go to downtown Disney to the world of Disney to buy a $35 T-shirt with the chances of catching COVID. I'm just saying it's a chance. I, That's these people's problem. I, I wouldn't wait in that four-hour. I wasn't waiting in that four-hour line, four line last year when I, there was no COVID. Okay? I understand. and that's But that's sort, of, but that's sort of my point is that these people are going back to normal. And, and, and Disney is saying, oh, we're doing social distancing. We're doing social distancing, but not in the common areas. So if if it was so important for them to be doing social distancing in the lines, why isn't it important to do it in the common passing areas? But if masks work, what's the problem? It's not 100%. Everyone's like, wear a mask. Masks no, 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 work. But That's it's, the hashtag, right? They, it, it works to help block, but it doesn't completely remove the risk. Right. Right. So it's masks plus social distancing is the only way. But if you have people who aren't social distancing, then that risk level goes up and you're sort of flying in the face of all of this, uh, all of this PR that the parks have been pushing out about how everything's safe. We're all fine. Like that cast photo where in Disney World where everyone's six feet apart. They're going, ah, that is not the reality at all. No, that's not the reality. You're right. And that's that, that's really what I just I don't know. It, that sticks in my craw. Um, a little bit. Well, um, you're, you got a full crop. I really that. do. I'm going to get a second that. one here soon. Um, for now, it seems that most people are obeying the mask rules. At least I haven't read any reports of CMs having to yell at anyone for not wearing theirs. But you know what do I know? Uh, but I did read a rule about uh, in Disney World that says if you do have your photo taken on a ride and you do not have your mask in that photo. Disney will not process that photo for you. This is from CNN. Quote, guests will not receive their ride photos if they are not wearing a mask on the ride. The public relations director at Walt Disney World confirmed to CNN that the company has an existing policy of suppressing photos if someone is doing something unsafe on the ride. Not wearing a mask would be consistent with that policy. 
which I agree with 100%. Uh, but sure. what I was thinking about is, so does this mean that the photo won't even pop up on the board? You know, like <clears throat> if you go Flash Mountain on Splash Mountain, you know what I mean? Go, woo! <laughs> flop them out. It, it just doesn't yeah. even pop up on the board, right? So I wonder if that's a thing. I, it's just I'm, I'm very curious about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I think that's great, but I think that's God. that's the system. That's the system working, right? Like those are the things that Agreed. are being put in place to I like that. alter behavior. Aside from the potential COVID spread, there is another aspect of this should Disney reopen conversation, and that is quality of brand interaction. Disney is known for how it treats guests, right? I mean, that's it's, it's customer experience. We talk about that all the time on the show, about how nice people are. Uh, I mean, the whole reason Disney parks stand out is because of the cast members and how they treat us. I know it's theming and how they hide stuff or whatever, but really it is how the cast members make that park. It really, really is. So is that guest experience still reflective of a Disney park? I mean, the music's the same, and we still enjoy turning down Main Street to see the castle and smell the popcorn, but if we're focused on staying in our lanes, of not letting people get too close, of judging each other, of not wearing masks or standing too close to each other or whatever, well, is that really a Disney experience, or are we just at a theme park? Or more importantly, is the reduced Disney experience really worth paying full admission for? And if it is, I think that only really serves to show Disney that we'll pay more for less. We are getting less experience for full price. But the so the I think it's in, I think it's an interesting question because but our whole lives are less now. So we used to have great lives. <laughs> we went to Disney for something better, right? But now everything's right. a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. So it's like relative to my every day Going to less Disney is still better than the crap I deal with living in my apartment 24 hours you know, a day. So I think like everything's just been kind of like taken down a few notches, including Disney. Like I can't assume that my day to day going to the grocery store, going here, going there, not being able to eat inside a restaurant is going to. But Disney's still going to be the perfect place it always was. Like, no, it's going to it's down just as everything else. It's all down. Yeah. It, and that's fine for now. But in a month. I, I don't know, because I, I, I get it. Like, once the floodgates are open, people are like, oh, my God, this is Disney. This is sort of back to the way it was. And then you go and you experience it, and it's not back to the way it was. Like, watching that video, watching Jimmy walk around like a maniac, I, I you know, at first I was hearing the music. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You can hear the music and that dumbass fountain that they got in front of La Bea Bakery. And it's, you know, everything's yeah. super loud, by the way, too, because there's not a whole lot of crowd noise drowning it out. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, this is insane. There's too many. I just, I, I wouldn't enjoy myself. And maybe that's me. And maybe the people that are going are sort of proving that point of Disney really succeeds and thrives on nostalgia rather than any sort of, you know, current experience or enjoyment. You're missing it. They're, they're, how dare you? Here you leave the world of today. Okay. That's what it says on the sign. The world of today is COVID. So you're getting the hell out of that as much as you can. They're 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 not saying that it's going to be the perfect place that it always was. You're ta- they're trying to take you as much out of the world of today as you can. So it's it's an escape from as much of the drudgery that we have been dealing with for the last three months. It's a, it's still ag- an escape. I agree with you, but my point is, how does that affect the brand as far as a customer experience standpoint? over time being mm. open reduces the customer experience and and reduces in my opinion the the level of nostalgia for that park because it's we look as disney fans we're already obsessed with the past every anything that changes in that park is a is a blight on humanity right it should be burned and killed so you know we're, we're already in that mindset as disney fans so you go to the park that's less than what it was six months ago, it's not going to be the same. And I, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like it's not worth it just from the, the potential outbreaks and the spread or whatever. But also, once people get this first trip out of their system, I don't see many people going back again. And I feel like that's going to be sort of like a brand knock on Disney. Their, 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 their brand is going to, I don't know, take a little bit of a, a PR hit or a, maybe like a, like a memory reduction. I don't know, whatever. 
Possibly. I mean, I think a lot of people who go to Disney don't go like you and I. I think they go once a year. You know, like you're like, oh, I'm not going to go back next month. It's like, well, most people aren't going back next month. 50% of the guests at Disneyland are locals. So half of Disneyland's interest. But still, next month. I don't know. I'm just That's a lot. I don't know. I guess I have a world perspective, a slightly more world perspective. But I think a lot of people aren't there every other day <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know I, I feel like in disneyland it's very easy to go every day right Actually, well, I I mean, is, and right? i know people who live in la and they do they go they quite go frequently yeah, but then well, i also know people who, in, who live in la and they go quarterly you know like course. it's like it depends oh absolutely yeah yeah everything depends but in general we're not the average disney fan i think that's the thing we have to re- remember right we are annual pass hold- no we're not annual pass holders right and like you, where are you going can't go to Canada, can't go to Europe. So a lot of the options of travel are out of the question, out of the question but, anyway. So take what you can get. Yeah, but that's sort of that's sort of all related. We can't go to Canada because we're going out and doing stuff, and we shouldn't be. We should be staying home so in a couple of months we can go to Canada. <laughs> Speaking of going okay. to Canada, uh, the 21st Amendment send you to Canada. has been... <laughs> Honestly, I've been I've been pushing Taryn to start looking for jobs in Canada. You should. I'm, I'm fed up, man. Uh, the 21st Amendment has been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years, from their initial brew pub on Second Street, which is two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and tap room across the bay in San Leandro. The 21st Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the parks. Next time you're in the city, visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro to check out their new production brewery and tap room for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer. All right, Jeremy, that's it. That's my story. I like that. I like that 21st Amendment. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. So you know how Disney has like the scooters? The mobility, whatever's the Johns, right? Yeah, they yeah, help yeah, older yeah. people or people who have uh, disability issues. They get get around easier. Yeah. Well, they've caused a bit of a problem lately. Guests have been complaining okay. for years that the amount of scooters in the parks has gotten out of control and blamed traffic jams and bottlenecks on them. But now they're getting blamed for something else. A college basketball player is claiming in a lawsuit against Disney that an accident with one of these scooters injured him, causing him to miss an entire season of play. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. According to the lawsuit, in May 2018, David Maynard of Colgate University, which is in upstate New York, was walking in Disney's Hollywood studios when a scooter approached him from behind and ran into him. Severing 97% of his Achilles tendon. Whoa. That's a big problem. Yeah. If you are uh, a jack. Uh, Causing him to need surgery and exhaustive rehabilitation. Maynard is seeking over $30,000 in damages in a lawsuit filed in Orange Circuit Court last month. His lawsuit states, quote, Maynard has suffered great pain and anguish of the body and mind. And he's accusing Disney of allowing scooters too close to pedestrians and not properly training the unknown driver of the Disney-owned scooter, among other allegations. Maynard, now a senior at Colgate, was the second most accurate three-point shooter on the team. Um, So in case you don't notice, I like to keep my stories themed, you know, basketball. I like to just keep it all like I'm the same. Jocks. Jocks, to be sure, there has been a rise in scooter-related incidents at the parks. In fact, Maynard's lawsuit is the fourth scooter-related lawsuit filed in Orange Circuit Court just this year. Uh, However, since scooters carry the same legal protections as wheelchairs, Disney and other theme park operators cannot ban them from the parks, and controlling or limiting their use can be challenging, uh, if not impossible. In September of last year, a man traveling on his scooter at a high rate of speed crashed into a woman's leg in front of Epcot's Mexico Pavilion, according to an Orange County Sheriff's report. When the victim yelled, you hit me, the man in the scooter continued on and ran over her foot. Uh, The driver rode away, but onlookers shouted him down. I don't know. This is the world we live in, man. I don't know what goes on down there. Uh, 
I mean, forget about forget about masks. <laughs> These scooters. And those things clip, dude. Like it's not like the ones at the store or whatever that go half a mile an hour. Like those things they go sometimes cruise. I'm surprised. I'm like, what what was that that just went by? Yeah. Um I think but, they go faster than Autopia cars. Auto- oh, I was like, what's Autopia? <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. I was oh, like, what's man. Autopia? Wow. Yeah, those go slow. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the scooters smell better. <laughs> that is true. You know, I feel like Autopia gives off a lot of gas fumes. Yeah, I wonder why. Probably because they operate on gas. Wow. Yeah. That's why I come to you for the difficult <laughs> question. <laughs> well, it was a difficult answer, let me tell you. <laughs> not all the lawsuits come from non-users, though, Jason. Okay. Don't get it twisted. I will never do that. In March, a New York resident sued Disney after she ti- after she said she tipped over on her scooter when the bus she and her scooter were riding on took a sharp turn. Wait, she was in her scooter riding on the bus? Yes, because when like- you take the, the intra-resort buses at Disney World... There's like the ramp comes down and you ride your scooter right onto the bus and then they kind of just like strap it in there. So you sit on the scooter while it's okay. going, you know, but you're strapped. So hmm. she said it's, it tipped over. Now, I don't know how that happened if it was properly strapped in. Right. I don't have a degree in physics, though. So I, I presume this is possible or it was she wasn't pro- properly strapped in. Uh, we don't know. That lawsuit has not been adjudicated yet. So uh, that's really the story. Scooters causing some problems, um, but obviously they're necessary. Uh, but uh, some people getting run into by scooters and uh, lawsuits <laughs> are taking over the orange courts God in Florida. Bless. Man, I could, I could I not imagine being a college basketball player and having your Achilles tendon essentially severed. Jeez. I mean, what does that do for your career? For the rest of your career, if you're lucky still enough to have one, you're going to be wondering. Anytime you're in a slump, you're going to be wondering back to that moment. Well, I went to school in upstate New York, and Colgate's a wonderful university, but I don't know how many students they're seeding to the NBA. I think this was, you know, I I mean, I don't know what his – first of all, he was the second best. He wasn't the best three-point shooter. I don't know how many students are coming from school. Maybe, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Colgate has tons of students going. But I went to Syracuse, and it was always a, oh, we're, we're playing Colgate. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I don't know, man. That would be, um, maybe this well, was the one. Obviously, I- we wish him well. I hope that he, re- he resumes. I hope he's done his rehabilitation. His surgery was successful and he resumes his yeah. career. And I wish him the best. Maybe in the next COVID breakout, he will be the one complaining about the rooms at Grand Destino. <laughs> I, I mean, w- this is sort of like the, um, the uh, uh, you know, medical passes or whatever for, for the, uh, the uh, lady with kids who have autism, right? That, that lawsuit that just kind of got settled. What's right. Disney supposed to do in this case? Like, they're supposed to make sure that... Every, it's not like a forklift where you have a license to drive the stupid thing. I know. You're, you're, yeah. they're, they're relying on a certain sort of decorum or knowledge base from the, the, the end user of the scooter to not run into people. But... Yeah. Know, well, it, but- it, is, it is an accident, so I get that. But also, the scooters are vicious. Strollers are worse. Strollers are worse because nobody cares with a stroller. At least people I've seen with scooters, they're generally elderly folks who sort of do have some sort of compassion for everybody and try not to clip heels. But yeah, scooter. I have scooter, seen a few going a or, bit too fast. Uh, yes, for sure. But all in all, stroller pushers, they don't care. And as a former yeah. stroller pusher, I didn't care. That's not true. I cared a lot. I cared too much. Which is my problem in life. Well, you're very conscientious. I, Thanks, I've man. seen them go very fast. Um, I don't know. I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen them go too fast. I, what bothers me about the scooters is when they beep at me. <laughs> but, like, we're not that far away. Like, you could just be like, hey, I'm over here on the left. Like, I, you hear the beep and then you turn around and the person's like, like here. You're like, oh, hi. So like you could have just used words like we're human beings. We can communicate that way. You don't have to. Just... 
it's like, okay, like, just be like, hey, excuse me, I'm coming through. I'm passing you because I'm going too fast in my scooter. That's <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Yeah, well, you know what? Whatever. Um, yeah, that's what I say. As I'm sure you've heard by now, Jeremy, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is rolling back its reopening efforts amid a resurgence of coronavirus infections in the country. And I'm sure you're asking, just how many qualifies as a resurgence, Jason? I'm glad you asked that, Jeremy. The number is 52. (laughs) That's the number of new cases? Yeah, and I want you to think about that for just a second. Hong Kong had 52 new cases of COVID in one day, which I believe was yesterday, which was a decent-sized jump from the 37 the previous day and 29 the day before. And the government puts a serious halt on their reopening. As of midnight tonight, I think my Greenwich Mean Time is a little funky, Hong Kong is implementing a series of measures to regain some control over the fresh outbreak. Face masks will be mandatory for people using public transportation, and restaurants will only be able to provide takeaways after 6 p.m. Anyone who does not wear a mask on public transportation risks a fine of 645 U.S. dollars. Okay. Which I like, Uh, personally, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Group gatherings will again be limited to four people, which is a measure last seen during a second wave in March. Gyms, as well as indoor entertainment centers, will also have to close. Among the new cases recorded from July 7th to July 13th in Hong Kong, there were 181 cases in people who had no travel history during the incubation period, the statement noted. So they're sort of like, these people aren't going anywhere, so it's still, you know, traveling around within Hong Kong, so we got to clamp down. We got to clamp down to eradicate it, to push it out of here. Meanwhile, on the same day, Hong Kong registered 52 new cases and began to shut down certain high-risk areas, like Disneyland, apparently. Uh, The state of Florida registered 12,624 new cases of covid To find a date where Florida was anywhere close to 52 cases, you have to go all the way back five years ago to March 19th when the state hit 55 in one day. And it was all uphill from there. Hong Kong Disney is closing its doors in order to comply with government regulations. And while I do agree that 52 cases is a very, very small number, it is also really the best way to prevent long-term outbreaks from happening again. It's a lesson that we in the U.S. aren't too open to learning. Over on the West Coast, Orange County, education leaders voted recently, actually yesterday, 4-1 to one to reopen schools in the fall without required face masks or social distancing. Yesterday, there were 540 new reported cases of coronavirus in Orange County, with no signs of that slowing down. A white paper, which is just like a you know guidelines or whatever, uh, was issued by the education board, who again voted on their own white paper. I don't know. Um, so the white paper states in part, "quote Among the many compelling expert arguments for reopening our schools, a number of us were also struck by something different, something we might call advice for adults." Among our greatest responsibilities as adults is our responsibility to model courage and persistence in the face of uncertainty and fear, which is what many families are feeling with the mixed messages and confusion surrounding reopening of schools in the COVID-19 era. It goes on to state that requiring children to wear masks was not recommended given that it is, quote, not only difficult, if not impossible to implement, but is not based on science and, quote, may even be harmful. And I'm very pissed off, actually, about that because they they first start to go on about uh, courage and persistence in the face of uncertainty. There's nothing uncertain about what's happening right now. Masks and social distancing work. Every doctor is saying that. There is no harm in wearing masks. And these idiots are trying to, again, mixed messages. They even say uh, there's fear with what many families are feeling with mixed messages and confusion. 
They are providing the mixed messages and confusion. It's the same thing. The masks are not harmful. You do not breathe in toxins. It does not cause mildew in your lungs. I've seen all kinds of shit online. I argue with people all the time on Facebook about this. And people have called me a sheep and told me that government wants to control me because that's why I'm wearing a mask is because I let the government tell me what to do and all this kind of crap. And it's, it's, it, it comes down to this. We are showing our kids now that science doesn't matter. And that is the problem in this country right now. And for the last few years, it is, it, nothing is, if it's based on science, it doesn't matter because it's what you think is fine. That's what, that's what the case is. Science doesn't matter anymore. And I'm, I just, I'm upset about it. Meanwhile, in L.A. and San Diego counties, they've already announced the coming school year will be done via social distancing, distance learning even, and children will not be returning to public schools. So bringing this back to Disney for just a second, what does this all mean for the reopening of Disneyland, which still has not been announced and, you know, it got pushed back recently, even though downtown Disney is currently open. Considering nothing the county, nothing Orange County is doing is for the benefit of its residents and is seemingly more for political grandstanding, I can't see COVID cases declining in Orange County anytime soon. And I am a scientist. And even if Disneyland does reopen, it's entirely possible that once the school year arrives, there will be even a larger spike than we're seeing now if school districts abide by these so-called recommendations by the board. The silver lining here is the board has no sort of authority to implement these changes or these recommendations. It's, it's school district by school district. So they just write all this crap down. They could say, we recommend that everyone smell their own farts. Uh, the school district doesn't have to do anything about that. So far, what we know about how COVID mix, mixes with children comes uh, from these kids being at home with their families, not in school around other children who are potentially asymptomatic. These kids could just be super carriers picking the disease up at home or at school and bringing it home to spread and then possibly going to Disneyland for the friggin' weekend. Like it, it, it makes no sense why we're opening up a Disneyland or talking about it or even sections when we have giant uncontrolled outbreaks. Meanwhile, other countries are being responsible and closing down when they have 52 in one day. And I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel, if I'm honest right now, I feel, I feel like we don't know what we're doing and we're sort of just left cast adrift in this ocean. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very uncertain about the future and I just I feel very, I don't know, uh, agitated. Oh, I can tell that you're agitated. You've, yeah. uh, you're obviously bothered by this. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. I don't know what to say to assuage you. Oh, you can't. I just I, I know, I know. I've yeah, tried. I just don't I I I it, it really it's the school and maybe it's the parent in me, right? But it, it the school thing really bothers me. And 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 you know, you can you can say, "Oh, well, there there are low risk uh, activities like we were talking about earlier, Jer, about going to the store, supermarket and you have your mask and whatever and that's fine." But it's it's the school board saying that masks don't work and can cause harm, which is factually incorrect. Looking at every other country in the world who is implementing them has less cases than us and is on the decline, and we are on the rise, and we can't, we can't even agree on, on basic facts of physics. And it just it, it, it unnerves me and makes me think that we're going to be— we are on lockdown a lot longer than we need to be because there are— groups of people in this country that do not agree on the basic fundamentals of personal protection. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I remember way back when in the beginning of this, when they were telling us not to wear masks, like literally like don't wear masks. And I was like, "Mm, I don't have a degree in immunology or physics, but I'm pretty sure I know why people wear masks. Yeah. I know that it's because you prevent the spread of disease with it. Well, and so, and they came out. And let's said, wear them. Yeah. Well, and they came out and said, you know, like a month later, like, yeah, we said that so there wouldn't be a run on the medical grade masks for our uh, hospitals. Meanwhile, right, but they in, didn't tell us not to wear. Right, but like you're right, it's coverings too, right? Like they could have been like, listen, guys, could you stay away from the surgical, like the hospital mask? But could you maybe cover your face? Like, but yeah. the the way they said it was. It doesn't have any effect. It's actually more harmful 
they told us masks are more harm, doing more harm than good. We were told that, right, by the CDC. So I never I, remember that. I've never heard that. Absolutely. And I, I'm happy to send you a clip of it. I believe you. Masks will do more harm than good. So I re- but I remember thinking that I'm like, that doesn't really make sense because otherwise, why do doctors and nurses wear masks? <laughs> right. Well, and, I'm and I think sure there's a reason for it. A couple shows ago when I was reporting on Hong Kong opening, Hong Kong Disney opening, that was I did a whole thing about it where that's how Hong well, Kong were- reduced their cases to 1100. Yes, you were tripping over yourself, praising the people of Hong Kong for going against their leadership. I mean, I listened to it for 20 minutes. (laughs) So I wonder, this is why it's so striking to me, because it's obviously what happened. They opened opened Disneyland. Hong Kong took a left turn. They opened Disneyland. They opened. That's causing all the problems. Well, they opened gyms. They opened theaters. They opened Disneyland. Um, and there was a spread. There's also uh, a little bit more travel. So I read somewhere and I, I guess I forgot to put it, but 41 of those 52 cases were non-traveling people. So it's still spreading in the country, but I, and and I I think, and I don't know because nobody knows because it just happened yesterday. Right. But Disneyland, you have to look at the, the, that kind of thread of you have more people in this, in the area and people in Hong Kong are are fanatical about wearing masks and doing all the kind of stuff. They've done it countless numbers of times before. Some of them do it just all over the place. Even in an area like like that where they're used to doing it, there's still outbreaks when people are in large groups. So what makes us over here think that we can do that when we have 12,600 in one day? I I don't think it's possible. I really don't. I think it's just, it's a big mistake and we all just need to clamp down for four weeks again, five weeks, everyone wear masks, and it'll just, the numbers will cave, dude. I'm telling you. Right. Well, I agree. I mean, I think we should be all, all be wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, but people aren't, it no. seems, in parts of the country. I mean, here... Here, we're not. We, we're just not. I don't know why. But it's been mandatory in California for over 30 days. Well, it's but it's it's, you know, people outside. OK, again, I don't go anywhere. And this is part of the thing. This is part of my frustration. And I'll stop because we'll end the show because it's all it's just me complaining. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. I get my groceries delivered because I, I have number one, I'm paranoid. Number two, I have a yes. family and I just I don't want number three. I don't want it's not that I'm afraid to die from it. I just don't want to get it. I don't want to get that sick and have lo- those long term three, four month conditions that are, are now people are starting to report on. I don't I just don't want any of it. I want to stay away from it. And that's fine. But, you know, you look outside or we go for walks and there are people passing by that we have food trucks out here for some fuck friggin reason. And people are walking up to it with no masks on. People, there's no, there's no mask. There's no masks. There's no mask anywhere. People are waiting in line, and it, it it boggles my mind. I don't understand it. And I go, this is exactly why we are still in this mode. Is because people do not respect it. And it bothers yeah, me. Yeah, I don't. I don't under. I do not understand the idea of not wearing a mask. I can't. I can't quite wrap my head around it. I. Even in my apartment building, I get people come, try to come on the elevator with me and they have no mask on. And I'm like, look, you probably don't have it. I probably don't have it. I know I don't have it. Uh, but like, it's just a common courtesy. At this point, it is the same as not wearing a bare midriff in public. Like, I don't want to see your fat stomach. Okay. <laughs> we, we do things as a courtesy. Right. So I don't want to see what you have on you. I don't want to see your tramp stamp. I don't see any of it. It's called being polite. You are polite to other people. Part of that is wearing a mask. Yeah. And so I get very annoyed. Uh, I mean, but that's, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. So Kay Folkman Wear in chat just sort of made, made my point. Uh, in Japan, um, they say yeah, she people, lives in Japan. people will wear masks if they even have the slightest cough to protect others around them. It's a cultural yes. norm. I think that yes. has that. I don't know why we can't just ad- ad- adopt that. I don't know when at this point or in this country we, we got sort of like <clears throat> skewed as our rights are being infringed on. Um, you know, people go, well, it's the, the government wants to control you. So they make you wear a mask. And, I'm, and, and this is literally a conversation I have with people online. And I go, to what end? To c- control me to what end? I go, you're typing this as you're paying taxes. Isn't that the same? It's the same thing. 
It makes no sense. And so now I'm trying to flip it. Anybody listening, <clears throat> if you have these conversations and drives you up the wall, flip it on them like I do. I go, you know what? The government doesn't want you to wear masks because they want to control you by keeping you sick. To me, that makes much more sense in some weird conspiracy theory. I don't think that's true. I, I, I think our government just doesn't care. But um, I, I, I'm just saying if you want to like sort of combat conspiracy theorists like this, if you flip it on them a little bit and give them a little bit more of an edge that, uh, that, that, that keeping us sick makes more sense to control us rather than wearing a mask. It, it, it's like wearing underwear control. It doesn't make any sense. People are insane, and I just can't take it anymore, dude. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm like, but why are you getting in fights with people online? Because this is what I do. Because you've got to stop. You're you're driving yourself opinions. nuts. You're in that house and you're just con- you're just fighting with people online. It's you've got you have got too to much to the- say. That's why I have the stupid podcast. I have 400 podcasts because I can't like I have too many opinions that are all terrible. You've got, you've got to stop. I don't want you online anymore. You're gonna pull the plug. I'm pulling the. I'm cutting the cord. I'm cutting your cord. How about that? That's what's happening. Because you're, uh, you know. Also, no one. People fight online. People fight in memes. Well, you know what? Thirty second words, little short tweet. It's all like beep, 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 beep. No one's having a thoughtful, well reasoned conversation online. Well, and but that is what I'm trying to do. So I'm not just like like making fun of people or whatever, attacking them. I'm I'm trying to ask these people because it really I do really want to get to the bottom of why people think this way. Like we're talking about, uh, science doesn't matter. Masks are harmful. Why are people still thinking this way? And all you do is you ask them. So I say I'm getting in fights. It's not really fights. Some of it has devolved into that. But it's, it's <laughs> why are we operating on, on stuff that we were told in March? It's July. Like we know so much more about everything. Everything is out in the open. Why are we still having battles about not wearing a mask and going to the bar? It may, I just don't understand it. And so that's all I do. I just ask, like, what is, where is this even coming from? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think you, I think you've got to relax. I want you to stop with the fighting online. I don't okay. want you debating anyone online anymore. Yes, Dad. And I think you can also loosen up. I think you can. I think you can let Taryn wear a mask and some gloves. Let the woman go to Trader Joe's. She's no. dying to get there. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she is and not going to bring back anything. You don't know that. There's still a risk. It's a low risk, but it's a risk, and I would prefer we are at a point where I can mitigate that risk. So why not mitigate it? Why not? There's no reason Because you're in that house. You haven't had any exposure to anyone in the world, and you're going crazy fighting online. I want you to stop. I want you to relax. (laughs) Because also, I think if you have a trip to Trader Joe's and realize you won't get sick, you're going to feel like, okay – I, no, like, you, I, can you make, don't, I can take reasonable. No, you don't understand me. I can take me. reasonable precautions. You don't and understand be okay. me. No, you'd have no idea who I am. For the next two weeks after that, I will be convinced I'm dying. Look, and then to I me, would, and to me with my anxiety, it's not worth it. That is not worth it. That level of two weeks of anxiety is not worth going and getting, you know, chocolate covered espresso beans from friggin' Trader Joe's or cauliflower and yogurt. Maybe Taryn. Maybe Taryn wants some some no, good. Maybe she needs she a doesn't. bit of a minute no, outside of the house. No, she with gets you. none. She gets none of it. She is stuck in there with yeah. you. Yeah. God. God bless Taryn. I want. I want send her a lifeline and Free I think. Taryn. I think it would be. I think it would be beneficial to everyone, including me. Um, but also, you know, look, I was on a plane what probably four times in March when the when this thing was ravaging New York City. But I wore a mask. I sanitized my hands, and I'm. I came it through. Well, you just gotta be smart. Whatever. I'm. Uh, we're done here. <laughs> We're done here. All why do right. I see? Why do I have right. to download this now? It's so stupid. we're going to have more news in two more weeks. We've got to get ready for. That's right. Who knows what we could be talking about in two more weeks? Maybe we're talking about reduction in cases. Wouldn't that be nice? It really would. Maybe we'll be talking about how great my trip to Disney World was. <sighs> Don't even. I'm get not me started. going in two weeks. Don't even get me started. God, you know what? Free. I need. To, I need to fix this. <laughs> I really need to fix this stupid thing. <laughs> it says you're quarantining fresh food. Of course I am. 
well, you have to stop. That's ridiculous. You can bring food in the house. You're not going to get it from like that. Here's the okay. thing. I keep trying to tell everybody. I'm trying to leave, first of all. But I keep trying to tell everybody. I am not a normal person. But this makes me feel like I have some control over what's happening. And I'm okay with it. I don't I don't think I'm, uh, you know, I don't think I have a sickness. I mean, I do. But um, I think it's fine. And I think if more people took half of the precautions I did, we wouldn't see so much, so many cases. And that's well, just it. That's it. What you just said is absolutely right. Half the precautions that you're taking, we'd be fine. I agree. Thanks. I'm glad you agree with me. All right. <laughs> I, I know what you did. All right. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening live. Uh, sorry to uh, ramble on and on about this. Uh, I'm getting tired of it. I'm sure you are, too. Uh, please support the show. Patreon.com slash ears up. Uh, Jeremy from SpectralRadio.us. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Whatever, dude.